All right, all right. Man, long time coming. <laughs> but <laughs> welcome back to the Easy Money Sports Podcast. It's been a good little minute since we've been on here. Uh y'all know who I am, of course, Sanders. Uh one of the I, I say I'm a I'm a I'm a co-host. I don't say I just this is mine. I like to, you know, put everybody on as much as I can on here. But uh got my boy Dupree on here with me today. Yo, yo, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Nah, you the host, man. You know what you're talking about. You are the host. You are easy man. money. You are easy money standards. You are the host, man. That's true. That's true. Man, you know, <laughs> just try to stay humble, bro. I hear you. I hear you. It's all good. I'm going I'm to hype you up. He the host. For sure. <laughs> but, man, bro, been a minute since we've been on here, bro. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. It's been a long For time. Real. A lot of things been going on, man. We ain't been able to really jump on here like we want to. It's all good though. We here now. We back home Facts. now. So. Facts, bro. So, so how you holding up, bro? How you holding up? Uh, I've been good, man. I can't complain. Um, really been great. Which I changed that. Been great, man. Um, blessed. I got you know up here working. I'm up here in Ohio, you know, working and stuff like that doing the coaching thing and all that type of stuff. So um the only thing I could complain about is cold up here, dog. It's a little <laughs> it's a little different. Um it, when it's snowing on November first, you know, I'm Yay. from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Went to MTSU. Get a little snow in, in Murfreesboro, not a lot, but I mean, you talking about snowing, legit snowing on November first? Yeah, nah, fam. I ain't uh I ain't equipped for that yet. So Yeah, that's 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 different. That's a show. <laughs> yeah, so that's the that's the only thing I'm trying to get used to. But um that's it, man. I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Man, that's crazy that you say there, bro, about the weather, because it's like how you saying up there November first, it's snowing, bro. Like I think majority of this past week or last week, yeah, the majority of this week, bro, it's been like in the seventies and eighties. Well, see that's the thing, here. it's it's crazy up here. So I mean, like two weekends ago, on a Friday, it was it was like like sixty eight, sixty nine degrees. Yeah. That Friday, that Saturday, we had visits, Saturday visits, and it was forty six. Then Man. it snowed on that Sunday, November first, and then by Wednesday, it was sixty something. Like it's crazy. Like that's why I tell people it's, it's it's bipolar, like Georgia weather, but Georgia weather is different because it's it's hot to cold. This is snow to sunny to cloudy to rainy. Like it's everything. If it rain up here, it's over. You already know <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be forty five degrees in the next couple of days. Ooh. So, yeah, it's bipolar up here. But everybody up here keep telling me, "Oh, just wait, just wait for January." So I guess I got more to look forward to. Sheesh. Boy, oh yeah, you're right. Cause it, yeah, it ain't even technically just just even winter yet. So exactly. it's still fall. Woo, dang. Hey, I'm pray for you, brother. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate for that. Sure. Yeah. For the show, gonna pray for you, brother. <laughs> Man, so I mean, uh, what we got? What we getting into today? Well, yeah, today on this episode, man, it's just really just all the football talk, man. You know, the NFL season. It's crazy. It didn't seem like that it wasn't gonna get here, or if they was gonna be able to do anything with it, you know, due to COVID and everything like that. And 
man, we already we nine weeks into the season, really ten weeks tonight. If you go ahead and count the Thursday night game that's going on tonight between the Colts and the Titans, so we, man, we ten weeks into the season, bro. So the first thing I want to just kind of you know discuss about it, of course, dealing with anything this year, how it's been for twenty twenty is what the league's been doing and how they've been handling everything with uh with COVID nineteen, with dealing with like the testing and uh the results and how there's been some people, you know, some weeks the NFL, they've done pretty good and there was no negative tests. And then we we had that we had that one little spell and it seemed like man, everybody from the Titans and the Patriots looked like every day was catching COVID, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They um I the They've done a good job. I would say that the these teams have done a really good job of okay, there's a positive case. We're shutting down everything. We're closing down the facility. We're going virtual, um, and everything like that. I initially thought that these the NFL organizations would be a little bit more boneheaded and um, kind of shake it off or whatever. But they've they've taken it seriously. Like you said, I mean you, the. You had the Titans and the Patriots. The Falcons had a couple of cases. Green Bay had a couple of cases. Um, just to name a few. So, uh, and these teams, they just went ahead and really took the Patriots was the first team. They just shut down everything. They they got a couple of cases and boom, all right, that's it. We shut down the facility. We're going virtual, nip it in the bud, and then we're good. Um, and then obviously with everything, you know, players, they – get put on the COVID list and everything like that. They have to take the necessary precautions and all that type of stuff, the 14 days and everything. So they've done a good job, better than I expected. Uh, when it first kind of happened with the Titans and the Vikings, I thought it was um, I thought it was spelling doom. I thought it was going to be over. I thought were, the season was going to be a wrap. Um, they were able to keep it going. They were able to keep it going. So um, I'm proud. I'm proud of what they've been able to do, hopefully. You can keep on this trend to be able to finish out the season. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm. I mean, we we also already knew that for the most part, of course, that it wasn't going to be you know a clean slate all the way through. You know, we know at some point somebody was going to end up you know testing positive. It's just because, I mean, it's just like all the talks that we've always had about this with. I mean, with this uh, with this disease, with this sickness that trying to you know make sure that a person is doing what they have to do is basically are you basically what you're telling the players is to man get up come to work do what you got to do come to practice and you know uh rehab treatment film study and then go back home don't go anywhere else you know it's pretty much what they kind of want them to do but you know even from a person who who had to who had to take who had to take a covid test Man, that's life, that self isolation thing can be hard to do. Oh like, yeah, for sure. You know, it can be hard to do just sitting up there basically in your room, can't be around anybody, can't, you know, talk to people, can't, you know, physically uh do all that. So uh, of course we know eventually that, you know, there'll be, you know, one to two teams or one to two people, you know, on a team to where uh a test could happen, a positive te- a positive test could happen and you know, they we end up, you know, having to take the necessary steps to take it. Um, it's just thankfully that it hasn't been, you know, it's been a couple of big name players. Of course, you know, Cam Newton, the the biggest one, I, I would think so far. Um, 
everybody else has kind of been like, you know, it's been different players here and there, different cases here and there, because like, like you mentioned, Minnesota, Tennessee, New England, uh, now Pittsburgh has something going on, Vince, Mc, Vince McDonald. And then they had to put Ben Roethlisberger on the list just because he was in close contact with him. Matthew Stafford the week before that, uh, Kansas city had a couple of, um, positive tests. So, I mean, you know, teams all over has been, you know, uh, testing positive for it, but luckily it hasn't been such a, a serious outbreak, um, to where, uh, something within the season was going to be in jeopardy. I mean, like I'm, but I'm with you though. When when the Titans and the Patriots broke out and all that broke out early around week three, week four, I, I as a fan, I did. I got a little nervous. I was if this season's gonna finish or not. Oh yeah, I was. I was definitely you know a little worried about that. But all in all, yeah, I am glad that they've been able to do what they had to do, and I and also how serious that they've been taking it. Uh, I know. With the uh, the Raiders, I think they lost a draft pick. They got fined, like man, they got fined. Yeah, they, money. They lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they accumulated over like a million dollars in fines, and then Jeez. NFL just went ahead and pulled the like all right, six hundred draft pick gone since y'all came. Since Gruden can't figure out how to wear a mask, <laughs> so we gonna go on and uh, take one of the picks from you, player, and maybe you'll figure it out then. So. Man. I, and, I, and I like that though. I like that. I mean, you yeah. find them, yeah, you find them up to a point. It's like, okay, you you're not getting it. Cool. Let's let's see if you hear this. If we take, cause it's serious, man. Like, just wear it. Just wear it. You good? You'll be all right. Coaches pull it down all the time, but then pull it back up. But he just walk around with it around his neck, like he ain't got no. That he's just chilling. So, all right, we're gonna go and take a couple of these picks and stuff like that, and see see if you'll wear it then. Facts. Man, so like we said, good thing with that 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 they, you know, are taking serious, taking care of it, and doing what they having to do with that. So, bro, you know, like I said, we halfway through the season now. Uh, you know, this year, of course, has definitely been different than from a lot of years. Um, well, ever no preseason, no real training camps. It's really hard for them to still even practice, even now, still during throughout the season and everything. So, you know. There might have been some teams that we were thinking, you know, they could be good, but right now isn't that good. And, and then vice versa. There might have been some teams we thought, well, you know, they'll be this, they'll be that, but not really that. But they're actually exceeding exceeding expectations, bro. So who who uh what is one team or a couple of teams that you kind of seen where um they just caught you by surprise and they like being very surprising this year so far? Um, I'll give you two. I'll give you one from each conference. Okay. Uh, in, in the AFC, for me, is the Miami Dolphins. Um, I did not see the Miami Dolphins being this good. Um, they're currently second in their division behind Buffalo. Buffalo is seven and two. Miami is five and three. I just I them drafting Tua. You know, you know, coming in Tua was injured. Didn't know when he was going to be able to to start playing and everything like that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out, and he is on fire. He comes out there on fire, and then they have a – they Blind Forest decides to, you know, they're blowing out whoever they were playing. Tua goes in the game. They have a bye week, and Blind Forest makes the, the switch to name Tua the starter. 
while Ryan Fitzpatrick was hot. And a lot of people, including myself, I was very skeptical of that decision. I I didn't understand it. That was kind of a, uh, I don't know. That wasn't, I, I didn't think that was, it was a, a It was decision. a head scratcher for sure. Yeah, I didn't think that was a smart decision. But it's paying off. They're 2-1-0 after that. And, I mean, they just beat the Cardinals in a great game between two great quarterbacks, two great young quarterbacks in this league. So the Miami Dolphins are definitely exceeding the expectations. Right now, they would be in the playoffs right now if their season was to end. Wow. Then, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then in the uh, NFC, it was, it's the Arizona Cardinals. I just mentioned them. Uh, I did not, once again, I didn't think Arizona would do much of anything, especially in that division where you had San Francisco just coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Seattle has always been tough as a perennial playoff team. And then the Rams. The Rams have been good as of late. Yeah, they, they lost Todd Gurley and a couple other pieces. But the Rams, you know, two years removed from being in the Super Bowl. So you know that the Rams are going to be some form of a threat. Didn't I, I expected the Arizona to be at the bottom of that division. And they've come out and they surprised everybody. They, um, they beat San Francisco. They beat Seattle in that great game. That was a great game Man. between Russell, uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and won that game in overtime. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they're second in their division. They're tied right now with the Los Angeles Rams for second at 5-3 and three in that division. They're only a game back behind Seattle, though. Seattle has looked unbeatable uh, up until this point, up until a couple weeks um, ago, and Arizona's right there with them. Um, they're, they're legit. They're legit. I think that they I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but if they get into the playoffs, that's not a team that I would want to see in the playoffs. Um, if I was any any of these higher seeds that are going to be in the playoffs, I would not want to see the Arizona Cardinals with their defense and then with the, just the explosiveness on offense with Kyle Murray and Christian Kirk and DeAndre uh, Hopkins and Kenyon Drake. They just have a lot of weapons on offense. Um, and Kyle Murray's ability to make plays on the run and use his legs to uh, create extra opportunities on offense is they're, they're going to be a tough out. If they can keep this up, they'll be a tough out in the playoffs for sure. So those are my two surprises. Man, that's, that's crazy, bro. As I was going through uh, thinking about all this and trying to figure out who was that, them, both of those teams came to my mind. Uh, previously, on the previous episode, before which was the last one I did, was before the season started. I went and did like record predictions and and I knew that Miami was going to improve. I figured they were going to improve. I didn't think they were going to be um the worst team in their division, not even the worst team in the A. Um I thought that they would be uh very competitive, but I didn't think that they would still win no more than 5 games. I thought they would go 5 and 11. They already got 5 wins already. So <laughs> they already surprising me and it's just all the points that you made, but the thing is with Miami, you can actually kind of see the improvement that uh, Brian Flores was putting in them as the season was going last year in 2019. Uh, you can really see it back then, like like towards the end of the year, and how and how uh, how much they improved and how much better they got on both sides of the ball. I mean, think about just that. I know it's a, a, a beating a dead horse, but the win that they got last year in Foxborough helped 
Kansas City get their Super Bowl ring. It might not look like that saying it. So there might not have been much to say that, but in, in all honesty, it kind of did help them and prepare them to make sure instead of being a three seed, they end up being a two seed and getting exactly. that bye week. Exactly. Instead of going back to Foxborough, they was going to at least have to come to one game is going to be in Kansas City. And then the fact that, and then with Tennessee going on the run that they went, that just kind of changed everything. So it all really just went back to Miami was the start of this, of beating New England last year in the the, reg, the regular season finale. So I definitely see that with uh, Miami being a surprise because I, I honestly thought that, you know, they'd be competitive. I thought that, hey, you why don't you do – do what Kansas City did with Pat Mahomes. Sit him his yeah. whole first, sit him the whole play um, majority of the season. If it's to the point where you're out of contention, go ahead and play him. Or if you just want to finish the season out and then just let Tua get one game towards the end where, you know, there's not much going on and just get his feet wet and then get him ready for next year. Because hopefully next year, if things get better, you know, as far as, with COVID and everything that maybe they can have an actual real training camp and maybe get some preseason games and, and that will help them out tremendously. I thought that's the route that they would go. Um, but at that point, like you said, when they pulled a the plug on Fitzpatrick and went with Tua, I think the best thing about that was that it was done while they were heading into the bye week. So it wasn't like he just had like a week to prepare. Uh, he had two weeks to prepare for, like we said, a very good Los Angeles Rams team. Um, he had two weeks to prepare for that. And obviously for them to make that change, it must have been something that he was doing uh, in practice, practice-wise that made them say that, okay, he's ready. And at that point, he was the only uh, the only first-round quarterback that we were waiting on. Joe Burrow started from day one. Justin Herbert came in week two unexpectedly. Both of them been playing well. So at that point, we were all just kind of waiting, you know, when was Tua going to be able to come out there and be on the field. So. Um, so far so good. Two and zero. Like I said, uh, just a what like a game and a half back out of first place. Uh, definitely in contention for a wild card spot, especially this year with that extra extra uh playoff spot. Now it's gonna be seven teams. Uh, man, Miami is right there in the thick of it, for real. And then same thing with Arizona. I thought, you know, I thought that they would. Just like Miami, be competitive. But I just thought because of that division that they were in, it was just going to be too tough for them. Um, I thought that Seattle would find a way to steal. I thought Seattle would actually win the division. I thought the Rams would bounce back. And I and it's looking like it right now. I thought that uh, San Francisco would take a step back and get the Super Bowl hangover. Granted, I didn't see the injuries coming. That's mainly the main thing why San Francisco is where they are. It's mainly because of the But I kind of seen them taking a step back. And being there, but I didn't think that Arizona would actually be up there with the rest of those guys. And I mean, dude, uh, I saw uh, I saw some stats on with, with Murray, like the numbers that he has. It's similar to almost what Lamar Jackson did last year, but even better. And that's crazy, due to the fact that you know that Lamar basically just ran away with the MVP that's, last year. That's insane. If I got to see those. Yeah, it's like literally I think they're saying it was like through the first like uh eight, nine games of the year. I think Kyler Murray has more passing yards and more touchdowns. At this point, Lamar has seventeen touchdowns. I think Kyler already has like twenty four. So 
it, it's, it's just that's mind boggling right there in itself to just let you know what type of year that he's having. But I mean, but the weapons that he has, though, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald. I, I mean, he has the weapons there. They're putting them in place. Uh, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. I almost forgot the coach name. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff uh-huh. Kingsbury. I mean, he, they, they're right there putting them in place, man. And I mean, they're, they, they've been just so dominant. So yeah, I definitely for, for me, we definitely in agreement. Miami and Arizona for me was the surprises. Now, just yeah. like how you got some surprises, you know, you got the opposite end of the spectrum too. So you got teams that you're like, dang, I thought they were really going to be good. And they really been disappointed. So, who has it been for you that's been like disappointed? I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go back to back again. I'll go with the you know the team from both conferences. Um, from the AFC, it's gonna be New England for me. Um, with them getting Cam, obviously they 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 missed a lot of guys. They're missing a lot of guys due to um, them opting out and everything like that. But I I thought New England would be better than they've played so far. And uh, granted, they they started off hot. Cam ended up getting uh, tested positive for COVID, so they had to sit out. And ever since then, since Cam has been back after that, it's been it's been tough. Um, They've they've had tough sledding. If they would have lost that game to the Jets on Monday, it was gonna get real ugly in New England. Uh, I, I think at that point they probably would have just probably would have switched to Stidham. Yeah, it would have got real. They might even real. they might even would have thrown they had in there with the Jets on to trying to get Trevor or, or Justin. Yeah. <laughs> it it would have got real real dark around um, Foxborough if they had lost to the Jets. So. They're three and five and everything like that. You still got more than half of the season left. So we'll see. But right now they they they've underachieved in my expectations for sure. They've underachieved. And then for the NFC, I'm just gonna go with the whole NFC East. Just everybody. <laughs> everybody in the NFC East. Everybody in the NFC East is just trash, poo cheese, terrible. <laughs> I mean the Eagles right now are three, four, and one. They're at the top of the division. Then you got, yeah, they're the, they're the top of their division at three, four, and one. Then you got the Washington football team at two and six, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants at two and seven, respectively. This whole division has been a disappointment. Now, granted, the Eagles have some injuries. Uh, they. Some of they there's questions with their receiving core and this, that, and the third and all that. And obviously we know what's up with Dallas Dak going down. But even before Dak ended up having that that horrific injury, they still were losing games. They were scoring 40 points. Dak was doing his thing, but the defense couldn't stop anybody. And then Washington, the fact that Washington is what a game back two, a game and a half back from first place at two and six. This the whole division. This div- I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it right now. The winner of this division is going to have a losing record. There is going oh, to be. There, I, I, I can bet. I would bet that <laughs> a hosted playoff game. Yeah. By a team with a losing record. 
this whole division is just I I it's just everybody in that division is just disappointing. All of them, all of them, all of them. I know the Giants. We didn't expect a lot from the Giants. We didn't expect a lot from the Washington football team. But but golly, I mean Dallas and Philly. They just, it's just, oh, it's just tough to watch both. I, you just can't watch that division, like, at all. I think Dallas and New York play this week. Like, what, like, I, uh, unless you're a fan, I, you don't tune in. And even then, if I was a fan of either team, I wouldn't tune in. It's just terrible. So, I'm just going to go with the whole NFC East. Yeah, they, bro, they are bad. I think it was one point last week. I think they had – I think they was, like, on almost every – they was on – I think three out of those four teams were on – had primetime games. Like, that's – that that right there. <laughs> now, I get it. I get it. I get it. Because they do this stuff preseason. They do it preseason. So, usually, you know, you expect these to be good games that you put on here. Some of them might, maybe not, you know. New England and the New York Jets, nah, you know, it's better to be a good game. But like I said, it's preseason, so you 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 get these games, you know, put on these primetime slots in the preseason. But good lord, I, I can we not like switch it? I know it's a lot to like switch the times and everything, but can we not like oh I don't know about this one. This on this at this Sunday night, eight twenty? Yeah, nah, let's Let's bump them up and let's move this game down to something because this is, oh, like, oh, my gosh. I think, who was it? It was a couple weeks ago. Who was playing? It was, uh. What, Philly, Philly and Dallas was a Sunday night game last Sunday? Yeah. Some, yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, y'all can't, y'all can't flex watch, this? Who wants to watch that? Like, who wants like, to watch that? Y'all can't flex this? <laughs> nobody. We know some Philly fans. We know some Dallas fans. They don't even want to watch it. That's ter- and that's terrible when, when, like, I'm telling you, when you're a fan, when you're a fan of a team and you just, when you're at the point where you just like, I don't even care what they do. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. It's like, at some point, the NFL got to be like, all right, this the storyline ain't working right here. Or this ain't really going to be that impactful. Let's, let's let's do something. Let's else. let's flex this out. <laughs> let's do something else. Something, please. So, yeah, yeah. NFC East, y'all got to do better. Facts, man. I mean, oh, for me, at first, I really didn't even I didn't even think to look about any AFC team, and then it, it did hit me about. Um, it, I mean, they were a question mark for me anyway, just because. It's like, yeah, they got they got Cam Newton, but why was the what's the reason? What was the reason outside of the friction between head coach and general manager and all of them management wise and upper status? What is the other reason why Tom Brady left New England? They had no weapons. And even now, like, okay, you bring Cam Newton there, but they have no weapons. The offensive line players it's it's shaky, yeah. Um, I, I mean, they none of some of their running backs can't stay healthy. James White was gone for a little bit. Tony, uh, and I, man, anybody that's not a New England Patriots fan, I would give you if you listen to this, I would I would find a way to Venmo, Cash App, PayPal you twenty dollars if you can name me 
the New England Patriots starting receiving court. <laughs> I, could, I, I don't need one. I need three. Yeah, just give me three. I need I need X, Y, and Z. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I couldn't even – that's not even trying to be funny. I couldn't even tell you who are their star receivers. It was, was it Jacoby Myers? Isn't that's the Western one that was making all the catches this past Monday? I think. Yeah, I think he. Um, yeah, I think he start. He's from Atlanta, so I know of him. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I mean, I it seems like start. right now they wasted a first round pick, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, he, he ain't playing the field. Yeah. Uh so I'm not understanding what's going on with that, and I'm. Mean, I think the but I think the thing with them is just more so. I mean. COVID hit them hard. Like the fact that, you know, we're the outbreak that they had them missing time. And like, like you said, majority of their starters that was on defense decided to opt out. They didn't play this year. So, I mean, no excuse. That's no excuse. Cause I mean, all 32 teams had players that had the option to some opted in, some opted out. So there's guys is missing left and right. So it's no excuse, but it's just, you you just had the feeling like okay, even though yeah Tom Brady is gone, you was like Belichick is still there, and there's just some aura about New England in that area to where they're like, nah, they gonna find a way to get it done. Like I think even now, like like you said, they just I mean at, even at three and five, I think it's still even some people that's just like okay, I wouldn't even be surprised if they won like seven of their next eight. And finish ten and six, or so you know, like you just you you can't. I don't know. It's just something that you can't put past them. It ain't to the point now. Where I'm just like you can kind of stick a fork in them. It's done. Even though I mean, it's it's real slim. I'm yeah. not saying that they can. It's real slim, but I just until like they are mathematically out of it. I think you still can't put another pass, and I think that's why everybody is kind of like. I don't know. They don't want to write them off yet, but they're definitely disappointing because you would have you would thought like, okay, they would be way better than three and five. Oh yeah, um, you thought they'd be way better than three and five. No, their record. So they play the Ravens this Sunday on Sunday Night Football. That'll be tough. Yeah, it's a home game, but I think that's an L. But they end off. They got the Ravens at the Texans, the Cardinals. At the Chargers, at the Rams, at the Dolphins, and then they get the Bills and the Jets at, at home. So that's not bad. That's not a bad way to end. You there are winnable games. Yeah. On the, the remainder of their schedule. So like you said, I mean, they can turn around and like reel that. off four yeah. or five in a row. And now you're looking at New England and that Bills game, that's that Bills Patriots game on Monday night football. At home, it's a whole lot more meaningful now. So, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. But yeah, it's just it's it's just been a tough year for them. They like you said, the weapons, the lack of weapons, is really what's hurt them. They really they they need to address that in this year's draft. They need to address that really really bad. Um, they need yeah, they need some, they need a, they need a receiver. Way. Yeah, they need yeah. a receiver. They need they need a receiver out there on the outside to give some give whoever's gonna be the quarterback some help. Off 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 topic here real quick, but still on the Patriots. Um, you think there's a way that they can find a way to get Jimmy G back? 
Who they gonna trade? <sighs> only people, only people of value that you could really trade is Stephon Gilmore. If you give us Stephon Gilmore, and I don't know who else you would trade, unless you're gonna trade Gilmore and some picks. But then it's like, do the do San Francisco really need a corner? Because they got Jason Ferret and Richard Sherman. So do you really need a corner? So I, it can. Then you got the same thing with them. Like, is San Francisco fully invested? I mean, yeah, they paid, they paid them, but are they really still fully invested in Jimmy G? Because I mean, honestly, what has he done for them to make it seem like that he can be their guy? Like Belichick, that was that was Belichick's guy. Jimmy G was Belichick's guy, and. Tom knew it, and he was like, hey, he went to Robert Kraft like, hey, man, I need him out of here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's going to be tough. That's that's, that's going to be tough. I don't, I don't think San Francisco would trade him unless unless New England just made an offer that they could not refuse. I don't think they would trade him just because of, like we talked about earlier, with all the injuries that they've had, like, to be honest, I was I was going to pick San Francisco to be one of my disappointments this season, but I got to looking and remembering. I mean, you had a game where they played the Jets and they lost, <laughs> and like oh their whole team god. got hurt. <laughs> so, oh my god! So, it was like you so thought you needed like, to get so, body bags for them at yeah, one point. Exactly. So it's like I can't really put that. You know, injuries happen, but injuries like that where you lose. I'm talking about your best guys all over the field. That's tough. In the same game. Exactly the same game. So that's tough for any team to recover from. So maybe next year, but I think this year, I think they're I think San Francisco is cool on on Jimmy G right now. I think they're good with him. So like I said, unless New England makes some type of crazy offer or something like that, I don't know what that offer would be. Um I think I think San Francisco is, is I think they're set on Jimmy G right now. For sure. All right, well, all right, let's get back on it. Um, for me, man, disappointment wise, bro, in the NFC, it's so many teams could could really go for it. Disappointments, uh, yes, there is. Oh, it's so many. I mean, the, the the list that I the the teams that I had down, of course, was I had the Eagles as well because okay. number one, they were they were the number one team that I put on there just because you know of how they were last year, and you know, of course. Everyone's saying, you know, well, well, you know, hey, give Carson the time, give him everybody back, everybody's back healthy, blah blah blah. Show him how they just have full strength, and you know, we'll be good to go. But it it seems like we've been having the same conversation about them for like the past two years now. Like, and it seems like can't nobody, especially in their wide receiver room, can't nobody stay healthy. Nobody. So it's like I kind of get it. I mean. It's frustrating, but then it's like, what do you want this man to do when, like, really probably do for real, do not know any of these wide receivers like that when the ones that y'all paid and that y'all brought over can't stay on the field? And and on top of that, and this is no disrespect to to, uh, to Jalen Rager, but the fact that they missed out on getting, I think, now CD might have been gone at that point. I can't remember what, what number they was, but. They could have had Justin uh, Jefferson right they before. Got, yeah, I think CD was gone. I think CD was gone at fifteen, but Justin yeah. Jefferson was right there, and 
to I not take think, him and go yeah. with him. and I'm not and I'm not trying to do but I mean he missed some time. He got hurt while Jordan Jeff why Justin Jefferson I almost called his, his big brother name. Yeah. Just why Justin Jefferson albeit for a which is another team I had on my list too is a kind of disappointing Vikings team. He's still been having a pretty good year so far. Exactly. Um, and you can see like the potential that he has, like it's there. So for me, it's just like, dang, how many, how many more times? Like we gonna keep the Eagles? Like, hey, when they get healthy, squad, they can be there. They can be there. And then that's why it's like I don't, I don't. It's hard for me to really just be on Carson Wentz case like that and to say that like to be done with him if he was an Eagles fan because it is true. Like he doesn't have all his weapons, but I mean, of course, if you're supposed to be the guy that they paid you to be, and then they got rid of the guy that you know that actually led them to the Super Bowl and to try to get you back to where you were before the knee injury and all the other injuries, you know, you kind of got to find a way. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, man, this is not – the thing about football, you know, and you and I both know this, man, like, it don't matter who you are. This, You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't golf. This isn't tennis. You know, this is not an individual sport where, Literally, one person can get you there, and and that's it. Deshaun yeah. Watson is finding that out, finding that out right now the hard way. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> like he's he the numbers is fine, but it's not adding up the wins. And the only two wins they got right now is Jacksonville. They ain't playing Jacksonville <laughs> no more, so they got to find a way to win some more games. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's hard to do anything. In a, especially a sport like this by yourself when this is not an individual sport. You got to have somebody there to help support you. And if you ain't got the, you don't have the guys that's there that's supposed to be in those spots, how can you succeed? I mean, you know, it's just how can you succeed? That just, to me, that's hard. I mean, but that, I mean, that whole NFC East, just like you said, I don't even have to, we don't have to keep discussing it, but it's, it's bad. I, Honestly, I the over under for that I think wins I would say seven for Philadelphia. Whoever wins the division, if if it's them, they seven eight. If Washington finds a way to seven and nine six, nobody in there. Well, the Eagles can't be five hundred because of the tie. Yeah, so they either gonna be over it or under it. So <laughs> the, the Eagles have they play they go to the Giants on Sunday. Then they got at the Browns, Seattle, at the Packers, the Saints, at the Cardinals, at the Cowboys, Jeez. and then Washington. So I see one, two, three losses in a row. Facts. Possibly a fourth, depending on what the Brown, which Baker Mayfield decides to show up for the Browns. Um, but I see them losing to Seattle, Green Bay, and well, that is four. I see them losing to Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So at that it's, point, that's 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 eight losses for them already. Yeah. It's Oops. it's it's tough, man. Like you said, they they their their receiver court just cannot stay healthy. They just can't. They can't. But also, you have twelve touchdowns and twelve interceptions. Yeah. Leading the league in interceptions too. So off, off the bye week, and you still leading the league in the interceptions. Exactly. So. I can I, the total touchdowns and the 
the yardage and everything, yeah, but you complete 58% of your passes and you have 12 interceptions to 12 touchdowns. That's not – and I'm not watching the Eagles every Sunday, so I don't, you know, I don't know as far as drops and all that type of stuff or what's going on. But if you're throwing 12 pitches on you, yeah. Now, if they're tip passes and all that type of stuff, I get it. But all 12 of those are not tip passes. Facts. So they they got to get together. At some point, you can't keep giving. Last year, he got he got a pass and everything like that. It made some playoffs. He ended up getting knocked out. I've always – I've had questions about his durability ever since he um, ended up tearing his ACL in that – I believe that was his rookie year when he tore his ACL against Los Angeles. But um, at some point, man, like you said, you we paid you. Like you got to play like how we paid you. At some point, it's got something's got to add up or something's got to give. It. You got to go. So in a minute, it'll be put up or shut up time for Carson Wentz. Maybe not this year. He might get another pass, but next year, I I won't give him a pass next year. If the guys are back, I, this is it. You got to figure it out. Because the whole question, everybody keeps questioning Nick Foles. Should they have kept Nick Foles? Should the Eagles have kept Nick Foles? Nick Foles. And then they go out and draft Jalen Hurt. So we'll see. It's, it's, it's too many questions around the, that quarterback position in Philly, and it shouldn't. He should be the guy, and that should be it. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, that, I don't, it's crazy. That, that, that 2016 class altogether is, is kind of looking like meh. Me, yeah, Carson, Car- Carson, durability wise, uh, Jared Goff. I mean, has he already hit his ceiling? Do we already see him at his best? Uh, doing you know those couple years where they were in the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it seems like the only one we we got right now. I mean, and and, and Dak is injured, so you know. Yeah. I mean, it's time. He needs to leave Dallas too, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, that could be a whole another episode, honestly. <laughs> um, like I mentioned beforehand, the the Vikings, I, I was kind of disappointed in them just because of like how bad they kind of started. Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook has been great, but oh, Kirk yeah, Cousins, oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins, he's been, yeah. Whew, man, exactly. That's that. That's about all I can say with that. And and then I think the same thing for them is uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I think they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. I don't. I think he's out for the year. Uh, the corners. I mean, they're both their starting corners are rookies, so that secondary is young. Uh, I mean, they're going through growing pains. Now, granted, these past couple of weeks they have been looking pretty good. They had a big upset win over Green Bay. Um, beat Detroit um this past Sunday and I think they have they have Chicago Chicago on Monday on Monday yep. night. So, so I mean that'd be a big one too. They get that. Next thing you know they're four and five and they are ain't that ain't too far behind from it'll be right thick of things. I'm still gonna be I think still a uphill battle to climb back on but yeah. Them but for sure Eagles <laughs> Vikings I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not even gonna go to the other team I had on the list. Yeah, don't do it. 
of that. Go to the other team I had on the So we're gonna leave that alone. All right, moving on. Uh so man, we get we get to this point in the year now, you know. Guys have played at least eight at least eight games, maybe nine games so far. Some coming on their tent. Um you know, as these as these bye weeks keep going, and you know, teams are, or individuals are starting to separate themselves or make themselves known for certain, uh, you know, categories and everything like that. So, right now, we'll do just you know our mid season. Uh, let's start. Let's do uh, let's do comeback player of the year. Okay. Uh, who who would you have right now as your comeback player of the? My comeback player of the year is Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm right there with you. Big Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, right now, right now he's, you could, more could be desired, you could say, but Big Ben is leading his team right now. He has almost 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns to four interceptions. He has a uh, quarterback rating of 101.8, and the Steelers are 8 0. Need I say more? Yeah. Uh, he, he's hurt. He plays two games last year. He's hurt. He's off for the whole season. He comes back. He started all eight games. He's completing 68% of his passes, 18 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio, and his team is 8 0. Now, granted, their defense is very, very good. They have a very, mm-hmm. very good defense. Good might be an understanding. They have an excellent defense. But Big Ben is balling. Big Ben is balling his 17th year. So Big Ben is my comeback player of the year at this point in the season. Yeah, I, I went with Big I went with Big Ben as well. Like I said, the yeah, the numbers aren't aren't uh eye popping. Um they're not like your some of your other typical big men numbers where you know they had him all around and everything like that but I, I mean I think you know the thing is is that like you said great defense great coach and I mean think about think about where they were last year and how they were in so many games last year exactly Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges exactly so, I mean he's doing what he has to do they're not asking him to, you know, throw the ball 50 times, run around the field, extend these plays, and all that stuff. Now, there's times where he does that and has a vintage Big Ben moment, and and that's fine with that. But, I mean, he has he has, he has a, a really great uh, young wide receiving court. Juju oh, yeah. Schuster, uh, Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, a great young wide receiving court. Who you know? So so right now he doesn't worry. He doesn't. He doesn't have to worry about. And I I'm not. I hate to bring up the elephant in the room. Doesn't have to worry about. There's this one guy asking him to feed me the feed me ball while I'm not getting these touches. Yeah. You know, they're all yeah. working together for the the common end goal, which is just you, know, man. Keep getting these dubs. Yeah. You know, just keep getting these dubs, and 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 when you look at their schedule. I I say they only I looked at it and I say they only probably two or three games or I think three or four games I would say to where you know they might have some trouble or they can finally get a loss. I mean, got their Thanksgiving night. Um, man, even this Sunday I'm not really 
past the Bengals just because of how great Joe Burrow is. Yeah. Um, they got the Colts, and I think they got the Bills. And then now, every, now all the rest of those games, I think that they can win Washington and um, a couple of other. They got a game at home with the Ravens. That'll be the their that'd be the that's the that's the Thanksgiving night game you're talking yeah. about. And then on the road at the Browns. That's kind of a ugh. Yeah. You um, know, and that like 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 we say with that, that just depends on what which Baker Mayfield comes to the mm-hmm. game. Now, let me let me say this so folks won't jump all over our head and stuff like that. When we say more to be desired, he's not he's he's not one of the top leaders in in passing yards and stuff yeah. like that. When yeah. you have eighteen, when you have eighteen touchdowns to four interceptions, I don't know what else you could ask for. Yeah, I mean you'll take it. halfway the season. So so we're not saying that he's playing bad or or this, that, or nothing like that. But he's like Sanders alluded to, it's just not some of the numbers that we're kind of used to seeing him put up. But when he's had to, he's come through. Yeah. When he's had to, he's come through. He's thrown 40 passes, attempt he's had 40 attempts in three games, and he's had 30 attempts in four games. So when they when they call his number, when it's time for him to let it rip, he lets it rip and he does his thing. The worst game he had was the Tennessee game. He had three interceptions, but they won. Yeah. So um, his yardage is not crazy. But like I said, if you ask me, when you take a quarter at halfway at the halfway mark, would you say your quarterback throwing 18 touchdowns and four picks? I'll take that. Exactly. I'll take that for sure. 18 touchdowns to four picks and 8 0. Take that all day. Man, uh, let's sleep. We'll be, let's go here. Let's go defensive rookie of the year. Ooh, defensive rookie of the year. So, defensive rookie of the year, I have Jeremy Chin. Okay. Illinois, the safety for the Carolina Panthers. Um, right now, he has 31. Right now, he has uh, 31 tackles right now. Uh, I'm sorry, he has 67 tackles right now. Excuse me. 67 tackles right now, 38 solo. He has one pick. Um, this guy's been all over the field. Uh, we've seen him twice now. He's played against our Falcons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he has six, 67 tackles at the halfway mark for a safety is a lot. He's on pace. If he keeps this up, he can get over 110 tackles. If you yeah. the way he's doing. Um, they played Tampa Bay on... Sunday, so I think that'd be a good matchup. I uh, just get to see what uh get to see what he does against the veteran Tom Brady and those weapons and everything like that. But Jeremy Chin, I would vote for him as my defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, for me, um, that's a good one though. That is a good one. For me, I went with um, I went with Patrick Queen. Okay, uh, Baltimore. Um, just because I mean I know he kind of. Um, started out a little slow, and I think was he dealing with an injury as well? I think he did have he was he was out for a game for something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, thirty eight solo, thirty eight tackles right now, two sacks. Um, uh, I mean, once again, it just seems like that Baltimore always finds some type of linebacker to just always be that guy. And I mean, so far, so far, so good. Um, 
So I know the the numbers for him is not as not as eye popping as it is for for Chen, um, but I I'm, I'm liking the I'm liking Patrick Queen right now. I think that's he's, pretty good. I, he's, um, been, he's been all over the field for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like I looked at him. Um, after that I had I looked at Chen, and then after that I I thought about uh Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, I thought about he was going to be my pick, and then I looked. I wanted to check on Jeremy Chen one time, and I went I went with Chen. It swayed me. So, ooh, now this is this is a good one right here. Offensive yeah. rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. Ooh, yes, sir. Justin Herbert. He has. More, I don't. I it's it's splitting hairs with him <laughs> and, with him and Joe Burrow. Like it just is. It's splitting hairs between. The two of them, both of them are playing well, very, very well. Um, I mean, Joe Joe Burrow has Justin Herbert beat by less than 100 yards as far as uh, in passing yards right now. But he's got, he's, like you said, he didn't start until maybe week two, week three in the season. He's got 2,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, and five picks. His QBR is 71, is 15th in the league. Granted, they're two and six. The Chargers aren't really that. There, there's much to be desired, but they're in these games. They're in these games. Like the the, the last week, the Raiders game. I'm talking. I mean, the ball gets stripped. He throws a touchdown pass. The ball gets knocked out by the DB, and you lose by five points. Yeah, you lose to Denver on a last second um, on a last second touchdown. Uh, by uh, by Drew Locke, you lose to New Orleans in overtime. You lose to Tampa Bay by seven. You lose to Carolina by five. You lose to <laughs> you lose to Kansas City by three in overtime. Like they're not getting blown out. They're not getting blown out in any of these games. The biggest, I mean, Jacksonville beat them by ten. That's it. Like they're in the, they're these are one possession games that they're in with some good teams that they're losing to. And Herbert is balling. I think the game that really put it on the map was, I believe, the New Orleans game. Yeah, because it was a Monday night game. Yeah, that New Orleans game is really it really opened everybody's eyes. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he could play. We seen, yeah, he could play, but that New Orleans game, he was on fire. He was on fire, um, and I think he he has a little bit more to work with than uh, Joe Burrow does. I think they keep him. They well, I don't think. They definitely keep him more upright <laughs> than Cincinnati keeps Joe Burrow. But I w- I'm yeah. going with Justin Herbert right now. Yeah. See, the I, I was so I was stuck between both of them too. But I, I went with I went with Joe Burrow. And the the reason why I just the reason why I went with Joe Burrow is uh it's I when I say this, I know it's gonna sound like kind of and maybe even like uh, contradicting because it's kind of like this is an individual on award, but I just hate the fact that charges the charges is really they're becoming like the AFC version of the Atlanta Falcons. They just keep finding ways to just lose. <laughs> they keep finding new ways to lose. like. Yeah. I think they've had since like last year. I think they've had like fourteen. 
one position games that they've been in, and I think they've lost like either all of them or <laughs> majority of them. Like, yeah. just, like you said, it's literally this one, two, three different plays away where they could have been on the other end of that close game, but they're always getting the short end of the stick. So it was kind of like, I I don't know. I just think, you know, both of them only, I mean, they both got two two wins. Well, technically, I guess technically Herbert only has one win. Because yeah, because he didn't start games. that Bengals game. Yeah. Yeah. So technically he only has one win. So Joe, Joey B got him beaten. I, I just think the, the big win with them beating the Titans kind of, that's what got me propelling him just slightly over it. But it really could go either, and I wouldn't be mad at it. But it's, it's definitely between those two, between yeah. Herbert and Burrow. Um, so I don't think there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Like there's no no one's gonna look at you crazy if one person says Joe Burrow and another person goes with just like no one's gonna look at you crazy. Like why would you pick him? Like yeah. So I, that that's the thing with that with the recruiting year. So between it's definitely between those two. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong either way. I mean, they both only thrown five interceptions. Uh, Herbert has, like, what, six more touchdowns than him? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he only got got him by yardage by, like, literally less than 100. Yeah. And I'm going to correct something. They beat the Jaguars by 10. I said they lost to him. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, if I will say I don't think he'll be able to do it because he kind of started a little late. But if Tua keep doing what he's doing, if he can keep this up, his his he'll he'll have some say in it too. Yeah, he can be in the and conversation. They, and, as well. and they and they play each other this week, so we're gonna see the Chargers and, and the Dolphins face off this week. So yeah. this is this will this will be a a good battle for sure. There's some uh, two great young quarterbacks. Both of them look great so far. Tua is only I grade is only two games, but he's looked very good so far. So, uh, let's go co- coach of the year. Brian Flores. Yeah. I talked about the Dolphins earlier. We just got to talk about Tua. They're five and three. They're second in the division right behind, excuse me, right behind the Buffalo Bills sitting at five and three. They, I, I don't know what else you, if anybody told me that the Dolphins would be five and three right now, and with this whole new format and everything, they'd be the seventh seed right now. If the playoffs would start, I'd look at you a little crazy. Facts. And then <laughs> for them to start, for them to start, the kind of way that they did and everything like that with Ryan Fitzpatrick playing the way he was playing, and then you make the switch and you say, "Okay, two, let's do it." They've won four straight. They started off the year one and three. They've won four straight to beat San Francisco, the Jets, the Rams, and the Cardinals. So these last two wins have been teams. Who are in contention? Both, I, I believe, the Rams and the Cardinals will be in the playoffs right now. So they're being two playoff teams with yeah. two starting. Yeah. So, and once again, this is another this is another team. They lost to the Patriots in the first week of the season by ten. They lost to the Bills by three. They beat Jacksonville, and then they lost to Seattle by eight. So this is another squad that's not getting blown out. These are tough. These are close games that they're winning. One, you know, two one possession games. Um, and then obviously the Patriots is a two possession game. But they're they're winning right now. Blind Forest has their defense is 
playing is playing well dude, as well. So dude, like that's that's the bro, that's the number one scoring defense in the league right now. Yeah, like their defense is balling. So I mean, I Brian Flores, man, at the way they looked, the way they looked at for most of the season last year. Oh my god. The way they looked for most of the season last year and then for them to finish the way that they finished and then to come into this year and have sort of a rocky start. Your quarterback is playing well, but you're losing these tight games. And then to make the switch to your number one draft pick where it's like your quarterback is hot, you know, keep, you know, let him keep going until it, it wears off and you make the switch and he's won two straight games. And could be three with the Chargers. The Chargers would be a good game, but the Chargers is, once again, you you said it, I didn't, but they found ways to lose games. <laughs> so you could be looking at you could be looking at three and zero for Tua, and then after that they have the Broncos, the Jets, and then the Bengals. Those are three. Ah. Those are three very winnable games, and then you wow. go into the then you go into the the last stretch of the season would be a little tougher. They get the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Bills. So those last four games will be very tough, but they could rattle off four more wins and be looking at thin that nine and three going into the last the last quarter of the of the season. So I like I got Brian, Brian Flores, man. He's he's got he's got Miami looking very, very good right now. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm going Brian Flores just I mean, especially if they get in the playoffs, it, hands down, he should be unanimous coach of the year. I mean, I still would give them to them even if they don't, just especially if they get a 500 or above 500 record. I mean, like we said, bro, like no one is really talking to every – I know everyone's uh, two out here playing now and them winning four straight right now, but it's – that defense is is definitely the reason why. Like you can can tell that Brian Flores is trying – is setting up thing his way. Oh yeah, and they're and they're listening and they're buying in. Like the players are definitely buying in because the problem with most of, if not all of, um, Bill Bill Belichick's coaching tree, his all his other predecessors is some of them try to come in, <coughs> Matt Patricia, uh, and thinking that they're <laughs> thinking that they're Bill Belichick, and it's like you're not Bill Belichick. Like be you. Do you and stuff can start happening, and I think that's what Brian Flores is down there doing in Miami. He's 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 being him. He's being himself. He's running the team the way he wants it to be ran, and the players are buying in. I mean, what, I, and obviously they're they're definitely all in with them. And once yeah. once again to make that switch from from like you said, starting off one and three, and then winning, you know. Winning like those next two to three games that they won, the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing, um, you would think like, okay, why would you make this switch? But obviously, even the players were all in for it. They were ready for it. They were cool with it for them to be like, yeah, coach, go ahead and make that switch. And and right now the the wheel is still turning, like it's still going. They haven't regressed. They're progressing. Um, like I mean, a lot more. So, I to me, it's 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 Brian Flores and and else yeah well, I mean, when, when they traded when they traded Mika Fitzpatrick last year it was like um you like okay excuse me yeah 
Yeah, at that sir. point, I'm what thinking, you got, what you got going on? They traded, they traded Laramie Tunsil. Like they traded away some dudes. They got those draft Man. picks, and they were able to get Tua. And then I can't remember my guy's name, the cornerback from Auburn. Um, yeah, they had, they made some good some good picks in the draft. So he's been able to. They've been able to now say he, but that organization has been able to make the right moves to get the right pieces into Miami, and it's paying off for them right now. It's just, I mean, it really is. It's paying off for them. So hopefully I, they can keep it rolling and everything like that. Like I said, you could at this point, you could have a playoffs where the Las, Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know when the last time that has happened. Man, can't remember. But that's actually crazy that you brought up the the Minka Fitzpatrick trade because when when that happened at that point, I'm thinking for for Flores, I'm like, y'all about to ruin another black coach. Yeah, it's, it's going to be to the point where they're going to be so bad, then they're going to be bad again and again. They're going to fire him, and then he'll never be able to be a head coach again. Never, and he'll just he'll be, be a, a coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and that's it. I I got a little worried. I was like, they're gonna make this man. They're gonna make this man a sacrifice. Sacrifice. Like, they're gonna make him be the guy to, to take all this. And but thankful, luckily, and luckily enough, and good things right now is happening for them, and it's turning around. And they're he 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 got some building over there. Oh yeah, they it, got some brewing. Yeah, they have some. Yeah, brewing. it's coming. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but it's coming. Definitely coming. And, I mean, man, the biggest one of them all, that's probably, that's probably going to have the most debate in all the barbershops and wherever <laughs> that's going to talk football is the MVP race. I, I mean, it could be a two-man race. It might be a three-man race. Um, I mean... Is it Russell's to lose, or is this MVP trophy just going to become the Pat Mahomes trophy? I got Russell Wilson. Yeah. I I, At this I, I went with Russ, too, just because, uh, man, just I know, like, the past couple games, it's not had been great. And I know the, the game against the Bills wasn't, wasn't too hot, but, I mean, the way that he's been playing – this year, like, dude, dude is on a mission, and it I just, is, I just think he's coming for. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's one of those things where he's, he's, he's one of those guys, and it's one of those things where we know Russell Wilson is great. We knew this, we knew this. He won a Super Bowl. We mm-hmm. knew he was like this. We knew the stuff that he could do, the stuff that he's doing, but. Over the last, I say, two so this season and last season, it's been steadily like, okay, Russell Wilson, okay, Russell Wilson, and he's just kept continued to get better and better and better. And this season, it's like he's just all. It's like he, it, the stuff that he's been doing, the plays he's been making. The throws he's been making, it's just been unreal all season. All season, it's just been like, this dude is ridiculous. 
Like, we got to start putting more respect <laughs> on that man's name. Like, he doesn't get a lot of attention because you think of the other great quarterbacks, <laughs> not to mention the other great black quarterbacks that are in the league when you got Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson doing this thing and Deshaun Watson doing this thing too. And you got Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. He can get lost in the shuffle. It's real easy for Russell Wilson to get lost in the shuffle sometimes. And then you look up and they six and two and he throwing for five touchdowns and 300 yards, almost 400 yards a game. He's got 2,500 yards. He's got 28 touchdowns to eight interceptions. 28 touchdowns. <laughs> 28. There's going to be a couple. There's going to be a, not a couple, a few quarterbacks that only throw 28 touchdowns this whole season. He did it in the first half of the season. Right. And I still got, I still like, I still like Seattle to, to come out the NFC. People say Tampa Bay and everything like that. I like Seattle right now. I still like Seattle because of him. Because of that man right there. Because of Russell Wilson. That's a bad dude. That is a bad dude. Dude. Hey, the man name ain't Dangerous for a reason. Dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I'm going with Russell to win his MVP. Just, just the like the way, and it's like, man, the way that he been, he's been doing it, bro. Like I said, bro, he, like you said, man, on, you can kind of tell that, like, when, like you said, when everyone, when folks get to talking about top quarterbacks, it's kind of like he's not one of the first like three to five that you name, and he should be. He should be. He really should be. And and, and you know, it's crazy how it's crazy how you know either like casual that way you know we're kind of upset about how seattle basically kind of you know broke up the defensive side of the ball broke up the legion of boom and had those guys leave and you know now they got younger secondary and but you know you got uh you know bobby wagner and kj Wright and all them are still there and they've been kind of fluctuating in and out with defensive players and then they give russell the money and let him do his thing but like he's showing he's showing why He's showing y'all why that they decide to let's, let's not just make him like a game manager and we're going to hand this ball off and everything like that. We're going to put the ball in this man's hand and let him do what he let him do what he got to do. And I mean, like he's just been showing it out there to, me. you know, that he won't, you know, he wants to show why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, obviously, you know, he's got a bigger goal than just maybe winning MVP. Like, obviously, he wants another Super Bowl ring. Um, especially to to do it where it's like you see, I don't have no, I don't have no, I don't have no discernment. I don't have that lob back there with me. I I don't even have, I don't have beast mode back there with me. Yeah, this is me doing it with my group of guys. I got me, I got a one of the one of the more freakish athletes at Wyver- Yeah, <laughs> out there, and then I got another guy. I got another out there who you know. We about the same height, but he out there giving defensive backs and defensive coaches fits as well. And then when healthy, I do have a pretty good running back back there behind me too. So I mean, I'm just showing you all the way that I got. And oh, 
I catch you man coverage. You don't have a spy on me. I can take off running. Too. It, yeah, it's <laughs> I, it's ugly. It's ugly. You it's it's just so much that he can do. Like you said, you just you for, you forget that he's he's versatile enough that, like you said, he he makes plays. Is that he makes plays on? That's probably his best attribute. Yeah. So, I yeah. I I think it's his to lose. There are definitely some other guys that have a point. Have a uh, they have a say. They've been balling as well. Um, but I think right now I I got Russ. I got Russ winning it. Um. Like you said, <laughs> does it turn into the Patrick Mahomes trophy? I don't think so. I don't think this year. I don't think this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, granted, I mean his his I mean his numbers is great too. Uh, but I, you know, I think it's kind of similar to like it's similar to like the NBA. I think you know they couldn't if it was like that. I think they would they would have gave Jordan the MVP every year. They would give LeBron the MVP every year. You know, but I I think you know you just gotta let. Well, I'm gonna say you let, but you know, you just gotta kind of recognize like what other players are doing and the, the way that they're doing it. And you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is having a pretty good year. You know, some some people might you know talk about might want to throw him in there a little bit, but I don't. Know, I I think it's it's for me it's Russell Mahomes. If you kind of still want to throw Aaron Rodgers in there too, the only other non quarterback that I would throw in there for MVP. Dalvin Cook. Um, I know it's probably hard to for him to make a real case because like like I said, Minnesota isn't winning like that, but pretty much in all the games that they won, it's been because of him. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a name out there. I know we got we wanna move on to another topic and everything, but I'm gonna throw a name out there. I just wanna see what you're gonna say. Josh Allen. Mmm. You know what? And then I throw another name out there too. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I can you know what? I can act I'm I'm actually I can see Josh Allen. Uh especially the it was good to, for them to have for him to have the game that he had Sunday again. Because it now it was for a couple of weeks. He was kinda, you know, kinda laboring and wasn't really um doing what he was doing like those first couple games of the year. But, you know, he did he did kind of injure himself uh on one play, hurt his shoulder a little bit. I mean he was still he still ended up playing, but I think that injury definitely had an effect on how he was reading the field, how he was throwing the ball down the field. Um but Yeah. I mean he's got he's got twenty five hundred yards and he's nineteen to five touchdown to interception ratio. So yeah. Like I don't can't really ignore Josh Allen. Then you go look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is balling. He's doing everything. Kyler Murray. He's got twenty one hundred yards. He's sixteen to seven. Touchdown to interception ratio. He's throwing for three thirty a game. Ooh. <laughs> so, Man. So Dang, it's, 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 some, it's some guys, yeah. It's some quarterbacks that are balling. Balling this year, yeah. I, I just try to. I, 
it's I think it's Russ's to lose. Yeah. I think it's his to lose. Yeah, it's I'm, it's 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 his to lose and, and it's just, you know, I just man, I just I just hate it for like other players. Like I said, like for example to like the way that he is balling, but it's it seemed like for the most part the MVP award is going to quarterbacks. Yeah. So you know, probably it might be other, you know, it's probably other people who have Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, like ahead of Dalvin Cook, just because they're like, it's easy to see the quarterback and see their numbers and dissect it a little bit more because they have so much out there for them. PR rating and the, you know, everything that they do for that. So it's just like, it's hard for a guy like Dalvin Cook. But I mean, all those players that we named can. To a certain extent, you can definitely make a case for him. Like I said, maybe outside of Dalvin Cook, just because of the team record. But everybody else that we're naming um, either has their team in, you know, winning their division uh, or in a playoff spot right now. Um, yep. So all of them are definitely well deserving. Man, so we'll move on from the NFL, and we'll actually go into uh, into college football. I mean, because just like the NFL, uh, the NCAA, they're dealing with some of the same things too, if not even probably even more on a bigger scale maybe than the NFL is dealing with COVID. Uh, I mean, they pretty much – it pretty much shut down everything. It shut down most of the – all. It's great non-conference matchups that we didn't get a chance to get. Uh, it might be some it's some rivalry games that wouldn't that's not gonna get played this year due to you know non-conference scheduling and everybody just having to play just within the conference and even that's been hard <laughs> for them uh with spe- like especially this week I think we've had like five or six games canceled this week yep yep Alabama LSU got postponed Texas and m Tennessee got postponed. Um, Ohio State and Maryland's games got postponed. Auburn, Mississippi State got postponed. Like, our games all over the, just all over, all over, just getting postponed due to um, COVID and outbreaks and all that type of stuff. So everybody's been itching for that LSU Alabama game, which uh, uh, LSU had, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I say it like this: <laughs> before the season, yes. Uh yeah. Now there's there's. Must be desired with this LSU team this year. But it's a home game. It's at night. I'm never counting LSU out um, when they're at home. And it's a night game down in Death Valley. Um, so that's, a, that's still a, a, a big game on the schedule where you have a lot of people tuning into. Now we won't be able to uh, see it. Um, and it says to postpone, but they're really going to be able to reschedule it at the end of the year because LSU and Florida have already – Rescheduled their game at the end of the season, yeah. so I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure LSU is not going to be able to then turn around and reschedule another game like that. Um, they're not going to have enough time. So some of these games probably won't be able to um, be played this season. Like you said, some of these great. I mean, Alabama LSU is one of the great rivalries in college football, especially. I mean, down in. Maybe not up here in Ohio, but down in the South, that's a that's a big game every year, regardless of if LSU is good or if Alabama is good. That's you tune into that game just to see some 
some good old football, just smash mouth ball. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true, but hey, if I was an LSU fan, I'd be probably kind of glad that this game is getting postponed (laughs) because, man, nah, man, Alabama's going to kill them boys this weekend. Well, I'm not saying that LSU was going to win. I just said, you know, (laughs) I didn't say they were going to win, now. You know, they didn't do all that. The only only person that's probably bummed out that this game is not playing, being able to play is probably Mac Jones because he was probably going to be like 350. And three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be ugly. He was gonna. He was. That was gonna be his Heisman stack game, man. He he might be the only one that's bummed out that this game's not gonna play. I, other than that, uh, yeah, that that one for me, that one is not really as affected as much as other games. Like the the two games to me, that's like really got me like, dang, I kind of didn't want that game to be postponed, and how much impact it would have is. Uh, Texas A and M in Tennessee, just because of where A oh. and M is. Um, I mean, you know, the only loss they had so far was to Alabama. Um, they've been pretty good the rest of the way here. So you know, they're trying to make a case for, say, if you know one of these teams from out in the uh, in the ACC or uh, Ohio State slips up somewhere, and you know that that leaves the door open for. You know, possibly, maybe them to get in there if you know. Cause you I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would, it would have been hard for Alabama to probably lose the game. I couldn't see beating them. Maybe. You you think I mean, they was gonna lose to Tennessee? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about just A and M, uh, just being able better. to you know to get another game. Because I mean, at this point, like games that you can't. Okay. And you know if. You looking at it, and for them, like like I said, for Alabama, them only playing nine games and them going nine and zero and not getting that game again, probably won't hurt them. But A and M only playing nine games, and they've already lost one, and they can't anything else. And then, like I said, let's just say some other teams up above them, you know, slips up, or Florida messes around and loses, you know, to LSU in a, in their reschedule, they lose another game somewhere. Then obviously they'll be playing Alabama in the championship game and the SEC championship game, and they lose that. That's three losses. I mean, well, you know, and you already got the head to head of you beating Florida. You, you know, they, they just want to have as many games as you can to make a case to where, hey, I could be in the put us in the playoffs. These other teams lost. I beat this team. We beat this team. No one else is deserving, you know, stuff like that. And then the Ohio State, Maryland, them not playing because. I think that was going to be a real good game. Like, granted, Ohio State probably is going to run was going to run through the Big Ten regardless, and unless you know they just caught slipping. But Maryland had been looking good here these past few weeks, and uh, uh, the other tongue of Iloa that's there in Maryland <laughs> to his little brother. I can't think his I can't think his first name right now. I would yeah, say, I his, but I can't think of it right now as I'm drawing a blank, but. Because I, I don't want to call him to his little brother. That's why I went and called him by the last name. I didn't want to call him to his little brother because I know how that is. I'm like, oh, you so-and-so little brother. I never, hey, I got a name, man. It's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, that, that would have been a good one to look at. And it's, it's already the fact that Ohio, the, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 already started pretty much later than everyone else. 
So it's just it that's just so tough for them to to lose a game like that if they can't get it rescheduled. I think that's been the hardest thing about with college football. It's like, you know, NFL, they've been finding a way to we, we work out some stuff and get everything worked out to where everyone can still look like they can still have 16 games. Yeah. It's not been it's not looking the same right now for for college football. Well, the A&M Tennessee game is rescheduled for the 12th of okay. December. So, okay. So they rescheduled that. But I will also say this. <laughs> um, if you're an A&M fan, I would just tell you, just keep winning. Because Notre Dame is going to find a way to blow it. Um, <laughs> they just will. Notre Dame, I feel, it's the way I feel about Notre Dame is the same way I feel about Michigan. They get hyped up. And then they find a way to blow it. I'm probably the schedule. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and mm-hmm. I see two losses they can have. Ooh. I think they can go down to North Carolina and lose, and then I think they mess around and get Clemson in the ACC championship yep. game, mm-hmm. and uh, Sunshine to be back. Yep. And they only lost by seven on the road with a freshman starting in double overtime. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that. Uh, if you're an A&M fan, you're on the outside looking in right now at number five, just sit tight, keep winning, keep doing your thing. It's okay. I think <laughs> Notre Dame will get in their own way as they always do. So that's how I feel about that one right there. A&M, just keep handling your business. You get the week off, go chill and everything, rest up and all that type of stuff. I don't know who, who they have next week, um, but, yeah. Let that all play out. I think Notre Dame will run themselves out of the uh, out of playoff contention. That's just yeah, my opinion. I mean, I was kind of right there with you because I was like, well, they're going to have to play Clemson again, and, and this time Trevor Lawrence is probably going to play. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. He, he probably will play. And just like I said, the fact that it, it, you have to go into double overtime with them playing a, a, a freshman quarterback who, by the way, if you think Clemson is falling off after Trevor leaves, you are yeah. sadly mistaken. Yes, very, very. You are sadly mistaken. Yeah. If you, he's, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah, yeah he's going to be nice. So that, that's, and that's all I'm going to say about that. If y'all yeah. did, I know some people out here thinking, well, especially probably folks that's probably that's like a Miami fan or Florida State fan or whoever it is that you're a fan of out there thinking, oh, Trevor Lawrence is gone. We finally got a chance. Okay. <laughs> it sounds good. Oh, yeah. Now, okay. A&M, they have – so, they're not playing this week. They have Ole Miss next week, then LSU. So, they get Ole Miss at home, LSU at home. Then they go to Auburn. And then, obviously, the rescheduled game with Tennessee. Okay. So, they just, they just need to keep winning and hope that um, Alabama finds a way to lose a game, maybe Auburn to get them again or something like that. Right. Um, Gus Malzahn seems to be the only coach in the SEC that can beat Nick Saban. So maybe they'll figure out a way to beat him again. And um, maybe that'll help him. So. So, yeah, we're about we're in November now. So, you know, obviously, come December, you're going to have all the championship game and getting ready for bowl season. So these uh, these, you know, the, the, the college football playoff rankings is going to be coming here soon. Right now, who do you have in your uh your top six? Who's your top six? 
dang, I didn't know you was going to make me pick a top six. I thought we was just going to talk about it. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, if I had to pick a top six, I would go in no order, in no order. Um, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame. I throw Florida in there. <laughs> and I might catch some flag, but I throw Cincinnati in there at six. I throw Cincinnati in there at six. I have I have no problem with that because I mean, <laughs> on, like their their defense is like, dude. Yeah, Luke Finkel got them balling up there. He he got the um, defense balling. So yeah, that would be my that would be my six. Um, I think it was a very very good win. By Florida to beat Georgia the way that they did, it looked kind of, mm-hmm. it looked like Georgia might have, you know, Georgia was hot and look, they might have, you know, were going to run away with it. And they, Kyle Trash said, hold on, hold on, hold on, fella, I got you. And threw four <laughs> touchdowns and 300 yards in the first half. So um, that was and, a very and, good win. And didn't even, didn't even have Kyle Pitts for the rest of that game. Yeah, exactly. He got knocked out in the first half, didn't have him the rest of the game. So, um. Yeah, I would give Cincinnati the nod. Uh, I just don't. Tennessee and them, they're they're a, a good football team. Don't get me wrong, a good football mm. team. They jumped up two spots. They beat South Carolina forty-eight to three. South Carolina is not the greatest competition. It's a tough team. It's a tough place to play. I was just there. It's a tough place to win a football game. Trust me. Um, and that's not their record. I believe that that team is better than what their record is. But I would give the nod to Cincinnati right now. Um, let me see who else who else have to play on their schedule. They still got to play. So they have Eastern East Carolina tomorrow. They play East Carolina tomorrow. Then they go to UCF, to Temple, and to Tulsa. So. They'll end off. They'll end off with three games on the road. But I mean, they beat Army. Army was ranked twenty second when they beat them, mm-hmm. and then they went down to SMU, which was a big game. When they went down there, they beat SMU handily, and then they went and uh, Memphis came up, and they whooped up on Memphis. So Cincinnati, I, they they're a sleeper, a sleeper right now. But I would have them in their shit. I would give them the nod over A and M right now. Just why not just have some fun? Okay, uh, I, I, I think we got the same six just about. Um, I went with Alabama, Ohio State, um, Notre Dame, Clemson. Uh, I went with I went with A and M at five um, instead of Florida, just because you know, just of right now how you know I don't you know it's so weird like how to things because it's kind of like okay. You know, do you count that head to head? And they, you know, they they like to count the head to head. And but it's like, okay, how many more quality wins does Florida have over A and M? I mean, yeah, A and M has like the win over Florida. Yes, so that's head to head. But then, like you said, Florida, the way that they the way that they beat Georgia was like, you know, okay. So I was kind of torn between those two to get that five to get that five spot, but I went with A and M. And then I went with Cincinnati at six too. I, you know, so I mean, like, hey, 
I'm, I'm right there with you. If anybody want to catch some flack and want to say something about that, I mean, you know, y'all know where to find us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went with Cincinnati as well, just because, I mean, the way that they're doing it, they're doing it differently from like all the other teams right now. They're doing it kind of basically on their defensive end. They shutting down everyone's uh, best player. They shutting down everyone's top uh, offensive threat and they get it done defensive wise. And then, you know, they do what they do. On- and, you know, I just think, that um you know they have a you know a good chance of you know i don't know i mean you know, i don't know if they'll still put them in you know in the four to get them yeah, in there but I, I mean i don't think that'll happen i don't think that i don't think they'll put them in the playoff but they'll be in the new year six bowl yeah they can get the new year six bowl i one team that we didn't mention um but i know that they're up there they're ranked in their top 10 and they're undefeated too it's BYU. BYU, yeah. I just I don't know if they they schedule just isn't strong enough for me to put them over Cincinnati for a New yeah. Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, nah, I I agree, and I I knew you were gonna say that. That's the that's the that's the team that you were like. Okay, so we're not gonna talk about BYU, but like you said, I right now the strength of schedule. You go strength of schedule. I I like I like Cincinnati's strength of schedule over BYU's. BYU is their their quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson is. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, he's doing his thing too. He's another one. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I, I would give I would give Cincy the nod over BYU. Now we'll see who you know if who holds on. Who if both teams go undefeated, then who you pick, or you know one team might fall off and and slip up and and lose a game. Well, then it's like okay, you definitely give the undefeated team the nod. For the New Year Six Bowl over over them, so we'll see. But um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I I don't remember two group of five teams being in the top ten that close to the right. top four since the playoff has started. I don't think ever. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a group of five team that's been this close to the top four at this point in the season. Now, granted, like I said, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 started late, but I mean, they, I mean, for them to be ranked, I believe right now they're, they're six. They're six and seven back to back, right? So <clears throat> we'll we'll see what happens. They both could run the table. You never know. They both could end up running the table. And I think that's also another thing. That's another thing to look at. Like, Big Ten and the Pac-12 starting late. Uh, I mean, let's just say, what if, what if Oregon? They, you know, what if Oregon? They find a way. I don't. I don't think they will, cause just that's just the Pac-12 is just like that. I just think that they, someone always just mess around and blows it. But what if they run the table at that point? Obviously, do you put? You're gonna look at just their seven, eight games or whatever they're playing. But it's in conference. Is it better than BYU's twelve games that they played? That's gonna get them, you know. That's going to stay undefeated or whatever. Now, granted, the schedule that BYU has now was not the original schedule. Because um, I remember them saying that when they were the game where they were playing uh, West Kentucky that they had on TV. Their original schedule, they were actually, their original schedule, they had some good teams on there that they could have played. But, of course, you know, with, I mean, the thing with COVID and rescheduling games and Teams opting out not to do that, and then they're trying to find someone to play in, to plug in for that week and that week and that week. They're just, you know, they're playing the teams that they plan on their schedule, 
And I think another thing that hurts BYU is they didn't do what Notre Dame did. Notre Dame is Notre Dame is unofficially they're always going to be an independent team. And yeah, right. they play ACC teams, but they put themselves in officially, the unofficially this, in the exactly. ACC this For year. This season, exactly. Yeah. So they have so, they have they have a legit schedule with teams that we could say, okay, okay, you beat you beat them, okay, you yeah. beat them, okay, yeah. Like, their and best win, BYU's best win is, right now is Boise State, but and they blew them out the water. And they um they blitzed them. Yeah, but, I mean it's Boise State. Outside of that, their next best win, uh, I probably Navy. I guess they yeah. Get, they didn't get they didn't get to play Auburn. I mean not Auburn. Uh, Army. They didn't get to play Army. So I guess their best their after that is it's is Navy. But I mean <sighs> Navy. And so it's like. Is much is is more to be desired. If they if they could have joined that AAC and played SMU, played Memphis, played UCF, played Cincinnati, then we talking. Yeah, we talking. Yeah, we talking now. But that's but, that's hard. That's hard for that's hard to see somebody to to give somebody to go if they if they were to go twelve and zero as but I mean as an independent and really you didn't really play anybody that. Pose no threat in their respective conference, you know. Yeah. So it's that's just it's just hard. So I know like some people might want to look out there and say, "Well, what about BYU?" But I mean, just like what you said, if if Cincinnati doesn't slip up and they run the table and they go undefeated, they're definitely giving it. They're giving them the group of five bid. And even if BYU goes undefeated, I can't see them. I I really can't see the committee giving them another stealing the bid from another. Power five team who might just have one loss, two losses. Oh yeah, weighs heavily more than the twelve wins that they got, or however many wins that they got uh, this year without any losses. I just, I just can't see the committee doing that. I don't see it either. Yeah, but I'm. So I mean, right now it's just I mean it's looking. That's that's the thing, like you like like you said about especially folks with if you're a right now if you're a if you're a Florida fan or a Texas A and M fan, it's just like what you said. But right now, y'all just want to keep winning, um, to stay right up in their range because the thing is, if obviously it looks like Florida's gonna come out of the if if Alabama doesn't slip up anywhere, they'll come out of the West and at that point, an elimination game. Yeah. Now, what I will what I will say about Florida, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, you good. But what I will say about Florida is, they got they got a trap game this week. Now it's at home, so it makes it a little bit better. But they got a trap game against Arkansas this week. Sleep on Arkansas if you want to. You come, off, you come off the high of everything of being Georgia and doing everything like that. Sleep on it if you want to, but Sam Pittman got them boys playing ball down there in Fayetteville. Man. So, the, the Arkansas team that go in there and get a win and head on back to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and get to play and wipe me down and everything again like they be doing in the locker room and all that. <laughs> so, like, I... Florida got to keep winning, and, and, and 
their their schedule there's Arkansas at Vandy, Kentucky, uh at Tennessee, and then obviously LSU to end off the season. But this game right here against Arkansas, it, it could it, this could be Florida could be on upset alert. They could they could be on upset alert. This is a this is a trap game in my estimation for Florida. So hopefully, hopefully they don't they don't look past Arkansas um this week. Yeah, they 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 better not. Or like I said, for their own sake, yeah, <laughs> gonna be some trouble. And Man, then, so obviously the 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 next most important race that goes on with college football uh, is you know the the Heisman race, the Heisman Trophy race. So I mean, I th- I think for me it's just the, the guys that I'm looking at, or you know, two guys that I'm looking at right now is obviously uh, Alabama quarterback Matt Jones. Matt Jones, uh, he's got nearly 2,200 yards. 16 touchdowns to two interceptions. Granted, he does play with a great wide receiving core. Even still with losing uh even still with Jalen Watt. Get well soon. Yeah, man, man, that was tough to watch. That was yeah. tough to watch. And then of course, even though he's got he I mean, Justin Fields. I mean, he's got <laughs> eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he's on so, like, I don't know. The dude, dude is on the tear. And, I mean, I kind of still want to throw Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of hurting him. And, I mean, but he got bigger things to worry about. He got to think if he come back next year or go play for the Jets. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I think you still you still throw Trevor Lawrence in there. If, if, you, if you told me to give you three guys – um, right now, the three guys that I had listed, and I did, I, I forgot about Mac Jones, but the three guys I had listed, I'm not gonna change it. Would be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Kyle Trash. Um, oh, yeah. Those are three guys that I would have right now, um, kind of as my top three. And then a sleeper, um, Mac Jones is not a sleeper, but my sleeper would be Zach Wilson, the quarterback for BYU. Mm-hmm. He'd be my sleeper, but. You could throw Trevor Lawrence in there. I granted, I mean, granted, yeah, the COVID thing is, is has messed him up. But can we really fault him for that? I mean, can we really fault him? You know, with everything that's going on, I don't think we could really fault him for for you know catching this thing. Right um, now, if he comes back and he starts stinking up the joint, that's a different sub. You know, now now we're talking about a whole different. Um, Talking, have a totally different conversation now. If he comes back and he's not himself, but I believe those those Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, that's the race. And then Mac Jones has definitely thrown himself in that race as well. Um, if they if if he keeps playing the way he's playing too, he he's he's the sleeper for sure. Yeah, out of those three, but I think I think it's going to end up being between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields at the end of the day. Yeah, especially. I mean, especially if, like, like we said about with Ohio State, if they just run, if they stay the course and just run through the Big Ten like they should do, I, I mean, man, sky's gonna be the limit. Oh, and yeah. at that point, he he can maybe maybe at some point Justin can make a case where maybe y'all should choose me as the first quarterback instead of 
Trevor Lawrence. I mean, cause some for some people they might have it like that. It might be close closer than that than what they think of. Just oh, it's Trevor and then everybody else. It could, it could be a closer gap right here with with between those two as the quarterback. So, well, for both of their sake, I hope that the Jets aren't the the number one team picking. Man, it's it's looking like it. Pick. It's looking like it. It's looking like it for sure. So, um, I don't know what what Justin is talking about doing, but if I'm Trevor. Mm, I might. I'm either pulling the Eli. I might come on back to Clemson. Yeah, like uh, uh-uh, uh, trade me. Get me out of there right now. <laughs> yeah, Man. I don't know. Going back to Clemson, that's a little. That's a little far. But I'm definitely. I'm. I'm. I'm probably pulling the Eli. I'm, like, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. No, you Man. can draft me, but I'm not playing. So you figure something out. <laughs> hey, because I'm not facts. doing that. It's been done before. Eli's done it. John Elway's done it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I wouldn't wouldn't nobody be mad at that. I, I'll subject real quick. Do you think the Jets can get a win somewhere this year? Just one uh, win. Uh, hold on, let's let, let's 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 take a look at this real quick. I, I gave them. I I thought they would only get three anyway. Because honestly, I thought the Jaguars would be the worst team. I thought they would only have one. But so the Jets. Have they have a bye this week? They play the Chargers next week. Then they uh, have the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Patriots. Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one. Maybe. And it's probably just the Chargers, just because they find probably a way. Just the Chargers. They they just find a way to do stuff to to lose the game. But after that, oh, I don't know. Now they did look solid against New England, but New England hadn't been nothing. They don't have yeah. yeah. skirt up this year or nothing like that. Um, I don't know, but you know what? Since we own that, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: Adam Gates should have been fired last year. He should have been fired after week one, week two, week three, week four, and so on and so forth. Um, if they don't win a game. And this man is is not fired. The owner, we need we we gotta have a conversation. Adam like, Gates has to go because like he gotta go, like he gotta go like now he gotta go like when the clock hits zero on on week seventeen no, no, no. and if they ain't winning and they over yeah. sixteen, he has to but, he, don't even do the press conference. Like he fired. He need to go now. It, it, no, it's honestly. Like, he needs to go because we're only the only reason why we're talking about the Jets taking Trevor Lawrence is because they looked terrible. He's made a young quarterback who a lot of people thought, including myself, me as well, would be a would be a pretty solid quarterback in Sam Darnold. Look terrible. Now, granted, Adam Gates is not the one out there throwing the football. Sam Darnold is, but he didn't deserve the job in the first place. He was with the Dolphins and they were terrible. And you turn around and you bring them in the same division up to the New York Jets, and they've done the same thing. Nothing has changed. They look terrible. They look worse now. And you know what's going to you know make him look even, even more worse as a coach? If they do get rid of him, which they should, don't know what's taking so long, they get rid of him, and they decide to, well, we're going to move on from Darnold, and he goes somewhere else, 
he gets another chance and he gets put in the right position and he starts to looking like the quarterback who we thought that he could be. That's going to be two quarterbacks because he did that with Ryan Tannehill. And now Ryan Tannehill is with the Titans. And, you know, I mean, of course, he's not like superstardom quarterback, but he's, re, you know, saying just basically restarted his career and, and, and has turned it around. And now he's looking the he's perfect guy for the t- Titans. He's the top 15 quarterback right now in the league. <laughs> and it's just, it's just proving, it's just showing like this man should not have a coaching job. I don't even, a, I wouldn't even want him as an OC. You're an offensive minded coach. And you have the 32nd ranked offense in the National Football League. You are scoring 13 points a game. 13 points a game. That's tough. Who 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 are you who who do you plan on beating in the NFL scoring 13 points a game? Just let me know. I I don't. So it's time for him to go. He should have been gone. He should have never got the job. He should have never got hired. And the fact that they're holding on to this man, granted, w- let's go ahead and bring it on. We got rid of Dan Quinn and everything like that, but damn it, Dan Quinn did a better job than Adam Gates has done. Facts. Facts. <laughs> and he got fired in the middle of the damn season. Why he still has a job, I do not understand why. I do not understand why Adam Gates has a seat. He still has a job right now. He should not be a head coach. I don't think he should be a coordinator. If yeah, to be no. Just, I, I just need him. To, he just needs to go off into whatever sunset that he's going to have, because I don't even know if it'll even be a sunset. He just needs to go off to wherever he does and just honestly just go incognito. We don't Having have to get anything else. Like, 167 passing yards a game and 98 rushing yards a game. And they're giving up 30 while they're scoring 13. Just – Terrible, awful. Like your your best player, your best excuse me, your best player was on the defensive side of the ball, and at that point he was just ready to go. He was ready to leave. He was ready to go. Get me out of here. I'm gone. I and am gone, and just, I don't blame him. And then and then you end him. up getting another guy. You get Le'Veon Bell to come over there. And you not even you you caused him to get hurt because he was already hurt. You took him out, and then you wanted to put him back out there, and he gets hurt even more to where he missed major. He missed a good amount of time this year, and y- y'all just never clicked because of just how incompetent he is as a play caller. They're they're going on sixteen. I'm going to call. <laughs> I don't see them being the Chargers. They're going to go on sixteen. They won't beat the Dolphins. They won't beat the Raiders. They for sure not going to beat the Seahawks and the Rams. And I don't care what Baker Mayfield show up. Miles Garrett's on the other side, so I don't see them beating the Browns. And then I don't see them beating Cam on the road in Foxborough in January. So, I'm oh, the last game, the last game in Foxborough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, when the clock hit zero, put him on a different flight back to. To Jersey, let the team do what they gotta do. Put him back on a different flight, and he don't even like I said, he ain't even gotta be at this. Y'all can say he gone, he gets fired. We ain't gotta wait till we ain't gotta wait till Black Monday for the rest of the country fired. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. He shouldn't be in the facility tonight. 
I'm sitting in my office right now. They should be, he should be boxing up his stuff in his office right now. Bro. They should be giving him some Home Depot or Lowe's boxes or whatever you got to get. Whatever, whatever boxes from wherever. And he should be packing up his stuff now and going to his house, wherever he stay at, in New Jersey or New York or wherever he stay at, wherever his house is. Go home, you know, spend the rest of the year, hang out with your family and all that type of stuff. It's over. He should be fired tonight, tomorrow, that Sunday. They ain't even playing the game. Facts. He should be gone. Man. Once again, uh, like man, this, said, it's it's almost that time. We gotta we gotta about wrap this thing up, man. Um, I know I didn't really mention this at first, but um, you just want to do a list. You want to just do a couple of game picks. It's it's a few good games this week in the NFL. Uh, yeah, come on, let's do it. Why not? Uh, let's go. Uh, Ravens Pats since it's a Sunday night game. Ravens Patriots. I got the Ravens. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ravens too. I, I understand. I think, I think it's gonna be closer than a lot of people think. You know, I think the Patriots are still gonna play. Good. I think they're gonna play them like how they played the Bills. But I just think, I think, um, I think eventually, Greg Roman is gonna kind of remember that he has more than just Lamar Jackson on his offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and he can use guys like Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews a little bit. More. Um. So hopefully that he he does that and they they get that done. But yeah, I'm, I'm with the right too. Uh, let's go Bills Cardinals. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know what? I'm gonna roll with him. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bills simply for the fact that. Our offensive line coach is from Buffalo, and he is a diehard Bills fan. <laughs> so, uh, Coach Masker, I got you. I'm going to roll with the Bills. Circling the wagons. I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I was kind of nervous. I was going to say, Carl, this could be one of them games where, the, you know, the Bills is feeling real good, the way that they, you know, uh, defeated Seattle last week. They could come out there, going out there in the West Coast. They could go out there and, and you know let people down. But I think Sean McDermott is, you know, he he's growing that team, and I think he has them to make sure that they're they always taking care of their business, have whenever they can. So I'm gonna go with the Bills too. Uh, let's see. Let's do we'll do one more. I think this is a good one. Divisional game. Uh Seahawks Rams. I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm gonna roll with Seattle on that one. I think I think that uh I think Seattle will bounce back after that 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 loss last week. I think they'll bounce back. I, I got Seattle. I think it's gonna be another I think this I think this game is gonna be just like how that uh Seattle Arizona game with because Russell is going to be on a tear, and then Seattle's defense is just terrible. So, but I'm I'm going with Seattle um, to win in reality. But in fantasy, Jared Goff, my boy, I need you. <laughs> I, I need you to come through because you know Matt Ryan on a bye week, and I I wasn't going to play Matt Stafford because 
he, he let me down in another league last week, and I, I ain't got time for his shenanigans. So, Jared Goff, I mean, I know you don't know about this podcast yet, but somebody send this out there to him and let him know I, I need him this week. Just just, just keep pace with Russell. You ain't got to win the game, but play like this is 2018 and not, not 2019 and 2016 because, boy, you was terrible 2016. <laughs> boy, he's stupid. Man, but man, we yeah, coming to the end of this episode. I ain't even say what episode this was. It don't even matter. Just yeah. man, <laughs> it don't even matter. We just glad to do this, man, one more time. As always, bro. It's always nice speaking with you, bro. Being doing this with you, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. We we rolling on. There's a couple years of doing this from from the radio show at radio station at MT and. Doing the podcast and everything. It's been a couple of years, man. So we keep this thing rolling for sure. Appreciate everybody listening, tuning in to us and everything like that too. Facts, facts. Man, um any anything anything else you need you want to shout out? Um, you know, I, I always say at the end, you know, at the end of these episodes, everybody um continue to stay safe and everything like that. Um do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, all that type of stuff. Continue to be safe, um, wear your mask and all that type of stuff. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me since I've been away from home, <clears throat> excuse me, voice crack, uh, been away from home is uh, continue to, to check on your loved ones, man. Um, just check, check on them. You know, you might, you know, you don't got to, I'm not saying you got to call, call every day and all that type of stuff, but. Check in on your folks, man. Check in on your family, your friends, anyone that you would consider a loved one that's important to you in your life. Check in on them. You know, don't, don't, this life is too short. 2020 has showed us that life is, life is short. It can be taken from us at any moment in time. Um, We lost a lot of great people um, this year and everything like that. So just live life to the fullest. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Go do it. Don't sit back and wait on it. You know, wait for somebody else to do it for you. Go do it. If you want to start that business, go start it. If you want to start that podcast or start that YouTube channel or start that clothing line, start this. Whatever you want to do, now is the time to do it. Don't wait. Go go do it now. We got plenty of time to to um do this stuff with everything. You know, we're not on quarantine per se, but. A lot of people are working from home and everything like that. This is the time where you can hone in and learn a new skill and all that type of stuff. So um, just check in on your loved ones. Be safe and go get it. And if you want it, if you want it bad enough, you're willing to work for it, you keep the faith, you can have it. So that's all I got to say. For sure. <clears throat> Man, well, you know, I am say the same things I always say as well. Uh, definitely y'all be safe out here. Um, protect each other, protect yourselves, protect black women, um, protect, man, just protect us. Yeah. Protect everybody that you know, man, like pre check in on your loved ones, be safe out here. Um, no means no, you know, all the time, anytime, all the time, anytime don't matter. He's no, and, um, man, peace, love and tranquility. Y'all enjoy ourselves. Man, uh, get ready for these holidays. You know, I know 
things is kind of different now. And, you know, I know they might not be encouraging everyone to be around your family, but if you can, man, bump that. Go see your family these holidays. If you if you're able to, go see your family these holidays, man. Like, cause just like what you said, 2020 has been it's been a hell of a year. In more in more uh, ways than 2020 has been a hell of a year. So, man, I always. If you can spend as much time as you can with your family and your loved ones, and 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 tell them that you you know appreciate them, like it's just like what you said, you know you don't have to talk to them, you know every day and everything like that, but it don't hurt to you know check in on them, and then you know uh, I guess one last thing for me, uh, you can always subscribe um to the podcast. It's on. On podcasts everywhere where you can listen into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, if you don't like listening to podcasts that way, we got it on SoundCloud. Um, it's gonna be up tonight. So as soon as we get done with it, it'll be up. So I always get ready, get ready for that. Um, listen and subscribe, share it, tell you know, tell people about it, and whoever listening, listen in. If you got anything to say on it, you know, say on it. You know, and if any other time, you know, you on here and you like talking sports like how we like to talk sports, we'll let you in on here on the show. You know, we don't we don't we don't discriminate nobody. You know, I always come up on here. Um just don't be talking crazy. Yeah, just don't talk crazy. You know what I'm saying? Know what you're talking about. Too, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, always doing that and um I know you ain't old enough to listen to it yet, uh baby girl, but Naomi, daddy love you. For those who don't know, yes, that's there exactly that's why I said 2020 has been a hell of a year. I am a father. <laughs> Daddy Sanders, there we go. You know what I'm saying? I know I ain't we ain't said nothing about that here in a minute, but yeah. You know, look girl here, baby Naomi. She's uh man, she coming up on a month old already. It don't even seem like it. But that's exactly how that's how exactly how fast time is flying out here. Please enjoy these moments that you can with any and everybody. Um so yeah, like I said, man, like, listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, listen, share it, tell a friend, and everything else, man. Y'all be safe out here. Have a good. One. Peace.